we've been doing all this music, even working with our girl, BB Rexa. She took over our Instagram like five years ago, seven years ago, something like that before she, and now she's like BB Rexa. And then you're doing body positivity things with her. And then you have this new bomb song out called My Slay. I wanted to ask you, how did you get started in this whole like world of yours? Yeah, so it kind of, it was a bit of an accident, kind of not. I mean, for a while, I'd always had a passion for social media. I started doing like in middle school and high school, I would basically like go to work, go to school, and then I would come home and just like do my makeup and like post it just for like my friends and like people just from my hometown. And like, I was always kind of trying to grow on social media because I loved it. And then when quarantine hit, it suddenly my numbers on TikTok went from like about 30,000, 40,000 before, which I was super excited about. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is a lot of people. And then all of a sudden, in a few months, it went from 40,000 to over a million. And since then, I've just been like continuing on with it. And I mean, I love it. And I'll just forever do what I'm passionate about. I know I was checking out some of your um your views. Jesus, 13 million views. I'm like, yeah. those are like, that's more than people live in most of the cities around America. Like, I know that's, that's it's like crazy. I can't, I don't think that I'll ever fully be able to like understand how big that number is because it just doesn't feel real. Right. It doesn't. And I said, I'll tell you that you have 10 million followers now. Like you said, it just like blew up. But I think what's so cool about it is a lot of young women are, you know, they're just getting tired of like the whole like anti, you know, you know, being a full figure or whatever. And body positivity is such a large thing right now. such a huge topic. And you've always from the gate, which your biggest video, you started doing out the gate. You were things that are like showing that you loved yourself. How did you get to this space of being so confident? I mean, it was always something that I had been passionate about, even like back then when I was just in like high school, mostly like doing school and that sort of thing even just for my friends I would put up posts kind of talking about it and different stuff like that because it was always something that I felt passionate about because it's just like why why feel bad about yourself was kind of my thought process while I was in middle school obviously I was like 13 14 at the time but I'm like why feel bad about myself and compare myself to other people when you can feel confident in who you are right when I started to realize oh my gosh I have a platform there's people looking at me I instantly wanted it to be attached to something so since that was something that always naturally felt very important to me, it was instantly what I gravitated towards. And what's the feedback from all your friends and your family? What was the initial feedback I, I wanted to ask? Um, it was always it was always really good. I mean, obviously, while I was in school, people were like, what is this girl doing? But then once you start to be kind of more successful and you have more eyes on you, people always kind of flip around and get more excited about it. And my friends and even people that I've met just that are supporters that have followed me and watched me. They've, that's always been like the coolest feedback that I get back is like, wow, you really helped me like my body. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the happiest. Like, that's the thing that you could say that would make me the happiest, honestly. What was the first, what was one of those, oh my gosh, moments that you had? Like one of the first ones that you can remember that you can share with us when somebody came to you at school, let's say at school. Cause that, you know, that's, that's in the real world. You know, that's not an algorithm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't really have too much in school. I switched to online kind of as soon as social media started to pick up because unfortunately kids are mean. But I think the biggest oh my gosh moment was the first time I came out to LA and this was kind of the first time after quarantine and COVID that I was out more in public, which is when my platform blew up. And I was at Saddle Ranch, a restaurant here, and there was a girl who turned around and it was her birthday. And she goes, oh my gosh, you're Brooklyn. I literally just had my first meal since my eating disorder recovery. You helped me so much with loving my body. Like this is the best birthday gift. And she like started to cry. And I will just never, ever forget that moment because I was like, oh my gosh. And that was like my first experience with anything like that. 
and the one that I'll always remember in my heart. Oh, that's a beautiful story. I love Saddle Ranch, by the way. Those drinks are massive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, those nachos and those wings, you'd be like, what? But let's rewind, because you also mentioned the eating disorder. And I know a lot of young women and men struggle with this, I mean, eating disorders. How did you, what was the process? When did you come to realization? Like one day, did you have anyone, like, was there intervention with your friends and family? Or did you just look in the mirror or you notice that you weren't eating healthy? Um, For me personally, something that I've struggled with for a while is kind of binge eating. And the thing is, with eating at boot, it's so different for everyone. Everyone has different health and different needs and everything. So I find that a lot of the time this eating disorder culture is really pushed through social media and harmful narratives to people. And it's very hard to be honestly able to tell what should I be eating? How should I be healthy? So it's really getting in tune with yourself and focusing on your body and maybe meeting with a nutritionist or someone else who's qualified to and not listening to harmful advice from other people online, because it's so different for everyone. And having a good relationship with food is so important to just your overall health and mental health and well being. So what's your new relationship with food now versus before? My relationship with food, my personal philosophy for myself is that I like to try to eat healthy and balanced in whatever way that is, like just getting a good, a bunch of different food groups. But if I feel like eating out every once in a while, then I'm going to do that. But eating out every day isn't help, like isn't healthy. So it's really for me, everything in moderation and just making sure like food is fuel. It's good to eat good food because you need good fuel for your body. And so do you have any siblings or are you the only like, and if you do, can you Tell us the breakdown of your family. Yeah. So for me, my family is my mom and my grandma. They were, it was a lot of my grandma that raised me throughout my childhood. And then I have two brothers, um, Hayden and Caleb. How old are Hayden and Caleb? They are, one of them is 23, the oldest. And then the other one just turned 10. Oh, wow. So you're like, are you the middle of them? I'm the middle child. I'm the only one. Oh, God. So you're like, you got to watch one of them. Then you got to tell one of them what to do. (laughs) (laughs) We we all kind of grew we all kind of grew up in different households. So it was like, and sometimes in the same ones, but it was kind of all over the place. But I'm still pretty close with them, which is nice. Oh, nice. Nice. Do you guys both the same parents or share the same mom and dad? We have the same mom, different dads, all of us. Oh, nice. So, oh, I see what you're saying. So it's like, it's like a blended family, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you're doing music. How did you get, <laughs> how did this all come about? You, how did you know you had a singing voice? Um, for me with music, it was, I had always loved singing and doing anything like that. I had always kind of known I was not the most talented with it. But all throughout school, I was doing musical theater, dance, like I just loved performing. So when I got the idea to do my crown, which was a performance art satire of how other people perceived me on the internet, I instantly knew how to play to my strengths with it. Because they always think young girls can't be funny and self-aware. But I'm a very self-aware person. So I was like, okay, I know I'm not the strongest singer, not the strongest dancer. I can act, though, and put on a show and put on a performance with kind of this cringy aspect to it. So I was like, let's use this and push through. And also, I just thought it was fun. And it was always something I wanted to do. <laughs> what plays did you star in as a musical theater? Um, oh, my gosh. I was mostly <laughs> I was mostly principal dancer. That was a lot of what I did was like kind of the person that was in ensemble that would sway and dance in the back. Yeah, there was like. A so, few... you know, so, you know, a lot of choreography. You're good with. Choreography. Yeah. OK, I'm terrible with choreography. 
but you can remember how many counts so you can do like those long counts oh yeah I was dancing for when I was at my peak of dancing um in high school I was doing 30 hours a week between like the studio and also in school dance wow so are you professionally trained in ballet as well as modern or just yeah I've done a little bit of all styles I'm mostly trained in um jazz that's probably my strongest one, but I've taken jazz, contemporary, modern, hip-hop, ballet, street jazz, done a little bit of acro, a little bit of tap, musical theater, obviously. Like, I've done a little bit of everything. Doesn't mean I don't claim to be a dancer, though, for good reason, but I love it. <laughs> I know, but you know you are a dancer. In fact, I mean, you're, you prove it. You're, you have so many. I was like, what the I was just, we were just, we just kind of recently launched our TikTok because, you know, TikTok became this new sensation as to be before. You would just dance on TikTok, like Musical.ly, like that app. And now it's kind of like, I actually get the breaking news from TikTok. (laughs) Yeah, no, there's so many different sides and different aspects to TikTok. And that's why I love it because there's truly something on there for everyone. Yeah. And with this album and it's My Slay, what made you want to do this Christmas song? Um, We had the Christmas song written last year for the album that we did, which was all just remixes of the same original song. And just because of the timeline and with everything else going on, I didn't record it last year. So I was like, you know what? It would be really fun to put this out a year later since it's been about a year since this whole thing dropped. And it was such a crazy thing. It's for a niche group of people, but I love it. It's my personal favorite Christmas song because I don't even like Christmas songs that much at all. <laughs> can, can you give us a, um, a little, can you give us a little, I guess, anecdote of the song or a little bit? Of, <laughs> can you give us like, one of the, like, your favorite notes or your favorite lines from the song? Oh my gosh. I think my favorite line would probably have to be that one part it goes, baby, baby, I love Santa, my big white fluffy panda. And it just makes absolutely no sense. And it's my favorite part about it. It's like the whole thing, just don't think too hard about it. Even the line after that, all around the world, he's flying to LA, New York, Atlanta, and then it's just cities in America, and that's not all around the world at all. (laughs) That is so cute. That is so cute. That's such a great, I mean, it's so fun to see, and it's so nice to see a young person like yourself. You don't take yourself too seriously, but you do take yourself seriously enough to get help Mm. if you have any mental issues with the eating disorder, obviously, which you're very um, responsible and you're very, you know, very self-aware which is great. But what do you think you, you get that from? Grandma? Do you think grandma instilled that into you? Definitely a lot of it from my grandma. I feel like also just myself throughout growing up. I mean, it takes a lot to get to that point of self-awareness. And even then, it's still, it's, sorry. I feel like it's honestly actively always looking into yourself to grow and how to keep moving forward and reflecting on yourself and your past actions so that you can keep learning more and keep growing. Because I feel like self-awareness really is key within life. Yeah, it really is. I mean, to understand like who you are and be transparent and to know who you are and giving yourself permission to do that. Like you gave yourself permission to dance on, but you know, like you're all out there, like you're everywhere. And then then I heard that you made a big announcement. We're speaking of transparency and being proud of yourself. I'm so proud of you. Then you just make an announcement about being a member of the LGBT community, right? Yeah, I came out around this year, like I had been kind of out before, but I still wasn't super, super vocal about my sexuality. And it's definitely something that I've come into a lot more this year and been a lot more comfortable with being public with because it's something that's so deeply rooted in who I am. I wouldn't be the same person, honestly, if I didn't identify that way, because it's just everything. Yeah, it just feels good to really be able to live in a world where I can be myself like this 120%. Wow, that's so powerful. 
for you to say that. How old are you now? I'm like, 18. Oh my God, you're grown. We're grown whole human. You have an old soul. You're very well poised and you have such grace. That's amazing to see you have that, possess those parts, those uh, attributes rather. But um, yeah, so what pushed you, you think? Oh, it just naturally came out when you wanted to make that that announcement or did you feel like you were pushed? Some people want to, some people like little Nas X, I feel like he's so smart. He wanted to control his narrative, it feels like, mm-hmm. right? And then he embraced it. And now it's just all out there. And it's like, people are like, I don't like that. I'm like, why do you don't like that? It's, it's fine. Like he's a performer, like get over it. Like this is a new generation. Like, ah. Yeah. So for me, you, sorry. Yeah, go ahead for you. I was just going to say, I just kind of always knew that I was somewhere part of the LGBTQIA plus community. And the realization for me with coming into my sexuality, because I never felt like I fit into a label and I never really wanted to label myself. So it was really just being able to come out as just queer that made me feel the most comfortable. And I feel like there's so much pressure sometimes these days to put a label on yourself and to be labeled like, oh, you have to, like, what are you? And Put a label on yourself if you're comfortable and that's what you feel like expresses you. But also don't feel the pressure to have to be like that. You can label yourself however you want to or you can just not label yourself because it's really just whatever makes you feel comfortable and what makes you feel like you're communicating. Sorry, it's not the right, trying to get to the right sentence. <laughs> it really makes, it's what makes you feel like you're expressing what you want to because that's your own label. That's what you have decision over. Exactly. And it's, yeah, like you said, it's up to you. But you, I love the fact that you said, I didn't really feel the need to, but then I was already this way. But then I was like, you know what? I felt like I identified. So you did it when you were ready. Mm-hmm. And that's most important. Instead of somebody telling you to do something like you did, you were exactly. like, no, I'm going to do it when I'm, and you gave yourself permission to do that. And I think that's beautiful because nobody should feel pressured to label themselves or put themselves into a box or a square or a triangle if you're a hexagon. And coming out is just such a personal thing, and it's so different for everyone. Obviously, I was really blessed to have a family that's super, super supportive, and it was just like, hey, I I like all people. And they were just like, that's super cool. We love you still. But not everyone is in that same scenario, and coming out is so deeply personal that no one should be forced out of the closet or just anything like that because that's your own decision to make. Yeah, like we um we did this cover story on Joy Graceffa. He talked about his mom, you know, all the abuse he had to go through with doing the YouTube stories. He was like in his teenage years, his mom was mm-hmm. alcoholic, I believe one of the parents or something. And she used to say mean, nasty things to him. And he kind of recorded it when YouTube, I think it was right when YouTube was pretty much launched. And now look at him now, he's embraced it. He's moved on. He's doing amazing things. So I think kudos to young people who, you know, be themselves. And like you said, a lot of people don't have the support of their family and their friends. Did you get any kind of pushback from any other people in your in your life? I've kind of always grown up on the West Coast. And I feel like I'm really blessed to be in an area that's very, very understanding of that and very accepting. But I've definitely since moving from Canada to the US, I still have my family back in Canada. But I've found a lot of my chosen family here in LA. And I just feel really grateful to have all those people around me. In what part of Canada do you reside in normally? Is it? Um, I'm from Victoria, BC, Canada, which is on Vancouver Island above Seattle. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Isn't that not too far from um, Calgary and the Stampede and all that stuff? Is that- um, Calgary is like a province over. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. In the same vicinity, but not right there. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's talking about the growth of Vancouver. Do you miss it sometimes now that you're in LA, correct? Right? Um. I miss it sometimes, but then I go back home and I'm like, oh, 
it's the exact same. I can come back here and it will be the exact same in Victoria. I feel like all the time there's like a few things that change in different building and development. But I don't know. I love how fast paced and just how many different people there are from all around the world here in L.A. Yeah, L.A. is really cool, especially the new L.A. I'm in New York at the moment, but L.A. is so cool because, um, like you said, it's growing exponentially. A lot of people from New York have moved and transplanted themselves to L.A. like I did a long time ago. <laughs> and now I go back and forth here. But, um, yeah, L.A. is uh, it's really a different world now. I mean, it's feeling very, you know, all the model agencies out there, like IMG is over there and they have offices mm-hmm. there. Before, we never had half that stuff. You know, runway shows on Hollywood Boulevard, a whole different space. And now the tech world is out there. Um, and people like yourself are, you know, making all this noise and waves. So how did BB Rexa find you on TikTok? Like, how did that collab come about? Um, I had always really, really loved her. So then I, I was texting my managers kind of about it because this was my first time in LA. And I'm like, you think I might be able to collaborate with her? Like, she's collaborating with other influencers. Can we see? So they just went ahead and kind of sent out some emails to different people and tried. And then we heard back from her team and they set it up. So I got to go over to her house and meet her and then like collaborate and do the videos, which was super, super cool. She was so, so sweet. Yeah, isn't she? I never met her in person, but everyone that, that meets her, her voice is beautiful. Like you don't understand. Oh my gosh, she's so insanely talented. She's someone that I feel like really, really deserves more credit within the industry. Yeah, exactly. And she writes all those songs. She writes so much. She's been featured on so many songs and she's just someone, she's so insanely talented and she's always had such a strong message. I just hope that people give her more recognition because she's so amazing. So amazing. And then can you tell us about this new clothing line and how did you come up with the idea for it? Um, Which one, sorry? Your your merchandising, some of your merchandise. Oh, I don't really do that too much anymore. Um, I mean, right now I... Right now, I have a fun collection out with my for my sleigh. I'm actually wearing the PJ pants right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I, I really, I love those. It was just like a fun little Christmas PJ type thing. So. <laughs> so when you do these collaborations, do you have like, I guess, do you have, do you, I mean, do they give you like designs and they say one, two, three, or A, B, C, D, and you pick one, or do you come up with the designs or? Oh, it was very much a collaborative thing. They were like, okay, so what do you want to do? And I'm like, let's take the lyrics of this song and translate it onto clothing and just make it fun and silly and like cute and girly and just something comfortable and wearable. So like there's random things like a panda wearing a Santa hat on here and just like a bunch of random stuff from the song. But it, but they're still like pink and girly, which is very much like the vibe of the song. So I love it. Nice. And then what other projects or other things do you have in the works that we should be on the lookout for? Um, probably the biggest thing that's in the works right now is that me and my best friend, Nicole, are starting up a podcast going into the new year that we've been like in development with and wanting to do for like a year. And now we're finally at the point where we're like, we know exactly what we want this to be. We have the complete vision and we've been working really, really hard on getting that up and going. And I can't wait to launch it in the new year. And what are you and Nicole going to be talking about? Bestie stuff? We're going to be talking about a little bit of everything. Just want to have really open and raw conversations and have, we really want it to be full of substance within the podcast while also just being fun and playful and enjoyable to listen to. Nice. And then I was going to ask you, are you doing any acting things as of late or are you working on some acting projects you want to, that you can talk about? 
Um, I've been really wanting, I've been kind of developing my acting talent and I definitely want to start taking more classes and leaning more into it in the new year because it's always something that I've loved and enjoyed. I'm not sure if I'll pursue it professionally, but it's just, it's something that I've loved. And I mean, if I got an opportunity at any point to do an audition, I'd obviously take any opportunity I can and just continue to grow. And we spoke about a little bit, some of the things going on with young people, particularly you know, eating disorders. Have you worked with any community service organizations with, about that or spoke in front of younger people? I haven't. That's definitely something that I really want to do and partner with moving into the new year because that's something super important. And then are there any words of advice you would offer a young person that wants to do something similar in this type? What you're doing right now as an influencer, as a, as a successful influencer, is there any words of advice you could offer them? Probably the biggest words of advice I can offer is be yourself and be individual. You cannot compare yourself to other people, no matter what point in your career that you reach, whether you're at the start and you're just starting to post your first few videos or you have millions of followers down the world, down the line. You cannot compare yourself in any way. Stand on your own and just work hard. Stay true to yourself because everyone's everyone's story and path is different. So don't try to replicate anyone else's because otherwise you're never going to find your own. Do you find yourself sometimes thinking, I could have did it like the other person, or I could have did it like the other? Do you ever compare yourself? Have you ever did that before in the past? Oh my gosh, honestly, all the time. It's kind of a constant fight within myself and with different stuff. I feel like it never goes away within life. Just kind of, I'm kind of a chronic overthinker. So I overthink everything, absolutely every detail. So it's like I'll overthink and it's like, okay, Brooklyn, time to dial it back. Try to refocus and just let it flow. Be yourself instead of overthinking it and trying to come up with the most complex way to do everything in your life. So you kind of like have the little angel on one shoulder and, and the devil on the other shoulder. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, have so, check, you have to put them in check because I'm sure, because like you said, I love your honesty, by the way. You were like, yeah, I do it all because we all do it. We're like, And I said to myself, what are you, that person supposed to do because that's what they're supposed to be doing, that they were. You know, that's their God-given talent. That's what they focus on yourself. Focus on what you want to do and focus on where you see yourself. And just try to figure out, compare. I try to compare myself between the old version of me and the new me and all in between and where I'm going. What I found is also to know your past is to know your future. And then, and like, you know, a lot of people don't really, you know, give ourselves permission to take ownership of their past or their history or their lineage. Are there any, mm-hmm. and speaking of which, are there any people in your family or um, in your, um, I guess, any ancestors or in your lineage or uh, yeah, people that, uh, that that were before you that have done something similar in type? Um, not at all. A lot of my, I don't, I ne- I've never met my dad and I don't know my dad's side of the family. And a lot of everyone on my mom's side is just kind of very traditional and simple with their way of life, which isn't bad. I've come to terms with the, like back in Canada, life is just very simple. Like it's kind of the traditional route of, okay, you'll go to school and then you'll go to some sort of post-secondary, whether it's like a university or a trades program or something like that. And then you'll get your job and just live your life. But for me, I've just always wanted something a little bit crazier, a little bit more. So I was like, why not move to a new country at 17 and just figure it out? Do you feel sometimes because you don't have a relationship with your father, do you feel sometimes that you're missing out on something or do you feel Um, whole enough? I definitely, I've kind of always felt full because I've never had that person there. It's just never been someone in my life. 
And I mean, I don't really have any interest because your family is your family because that's who you grew up with, if that makes sense for the most part to me. Like that's what family means. And it's also who you choose to be considered your family and have that relationship with. Um, definitely in some ways of life, but I'm just, I'm a very, very girly girl and I grew up with my grandfather as well, but he passed away when I was 14. So I did get to have a father figure in my life for the most part. And I was really blessed to get a lot of closure before he passed away. And he was the best. <laughs>